Good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Nath. Nice to see you after so many years. Is this your son? My grandson. Grandson. Okay. Uh, resemble one another in appearance. Thank you for coming. So, you still living in San Francisco? Still living in San Francisco? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So, any questions tonight? Ask a monk, inquire within, any topic. <laughs> yes? I know that you uh, have uh, a very close communication and association with Siddha Mahaji and Puri Mahaji, and they are very dear to my heart. Can you please tell us about your meetings with them? Maybe between <coughs> the things which, politics and theirs which caught your heart. Well, that's uh, a big subject, but um, I think that um, to begin with, the uh, the personal integrity of Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj, his disinterested uh, nature. Um, in being in the limelight, in the forefront. Um, uh, drew upon me in a way that um, was different than the way in which Prabhupada drew on me. I mean, there were similarities, but um, uh, Prabhupada was a very... Uh, extroverted and outgoing person comparatively and uh, um, comfortable moving in the uh, in the public and and being a public figure and of course to note and it was noted by Pujapadrita Marsh himself that um, when his public life became very prominent in the Western world, having come to the Americas and established a, a mission that uh, became almost a household word at the, at the time, um, and uh, returned to 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 India, he visited with Puja Patrinamarsh, and Patrinamarsh noted that that he hadn't been uh, changed, if you will, um, by that, by the notoriety. Um, and attention that was given to him, and so on and so forth. Um, so it was a, uh, a very good, um, uh, an accurate uh, assessment of the way in which Prabhupada uh, had an effect on the world, but it didn't have an effect upon him. Um, so, as an aside, um, he obviously had an effect upon me that uh, was internal, but it was very much uh, at the same time uh, uh, kind of driving um, and motivating 
me towards uh, public life and, uh, if you will, and uh, uh, outreach and, and so on and so forth. Um, so this was a different uh, kind of influence, if you will. Srinur Maharshi was, was not of that nature at all. Even while tapping into the same internal uh, concerns for truth and uh, spiritual progress and so forth, in the way that Prabhupada did, um, he he did, but it wasn't um, um, done in such a manner, or it didn't affect me in, in such a way, as to, um, in the same way that it did um, with regard to Prabhupada and his active nature and so on and so forth. So I think, uh, to contrast the two of them, they kind of drew upon different sides of me, so, um, and then uh, I have, either they drew upon different sides or they created <laughs> different sides to my uh, own personality. But, uh, but in the midst of this very uh, prominent uh, mission with much to do and um, many people to, to uh, speak to, and so forth, um, uh, many people willing willing to listen and and whatnot. Uh, the uh, the current of the influence of, of Sridhar Marsh kind of being introverted and backward pushing was uh, was very different, hmm? but uh, very powerful. And at a, at a time when introspection was most uh, um, perhaps uh, appropriate because I came in touch with him, as you know, at the time of shortly after the departure of of Prabhupada uh, from from the world. So um, his mission, in the meanwhile, was going on with this kind of outward extension, outreach, and so forth, and almost to a fault where the outreach became almost in my perception, an excuse for not looking within and um, and not in pursuit of inner life, but almost outreach for the sake of outreach at the cost of one's, one's, one's inner life and bordering on a sense that having people, numbers, warm bodies and so forth was what the, uh, the mission was, was, was all about. Um, and so, uh, the uh, the depth of Sridhar Marsh's uh, in, inner life and introspection, um, personal integrity, again, his disinterest in um, being a public figure uh, was a uh, very uh, powerful uh, influence. Uh, upon me, his uh, his personal integrity was very um, uh, charming, and it was in much in contrast, as I'm saying, in a spiritual way to Prabhupada, but in a different way, almost in a, from the, the the direction in which Prabhupada's mission was going, which in my perception was one, one more of out, outreach that was was empty, hmm? kind of an empty, um, dogmatic. Um, type of uh, 
um, outreach, which was foreign to me, because my outreach was always, to be in my own estimation, much as I spoke to others and tried to help them and, and shared the teachings, which I was asked to do, um, I would uh, measure the success of that by the extent to which it affected me internally and caused my internal progress. So I was, I was never under the confusion that there was anything involved here other than making spiritual progress oneself. Hmm. Uh, so so uh, then there was, uh, again, Sri Ramesh focused on that as he was. And um, so it was, a, it was a, quite a contrast between the condition of the mission of Prabhupada in his absence and the, and the person of, of Sridhar Marsh alone, you know, by, him, by himself with a few, a few followers, comparatively. Um, but um, uh, very much a, a, a stalwart for the, for the, for the substance and uh, uh, with uh, much integrity. And, and so it was, it was a very powerful uh, contrast and um, and also, of course, he was very um, he was very very uh, even tempered and uh, very uh, very uh, generous, um, considerate, um, kind-hearted, and strict in his own way as well. Um, and so he was very much a. Uh, you know, a shelter from the storm, if you will, in in the times of kind of a stillness in the midst of much movement and action um, that was not was similar to what was going on previously. But um, chickens move, they say, even after their heads are cut off. So uh, the stillness, if you will, was like the center of you know. The, the storm or something. I think if you can get in the center of the tornado or something, it can be still, something like that. So he was like that, like the center of the tornado of confusion going around um, and very much an anchoring kind of a principle um, uh, tied to that which uh, we, we all came for to, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called upon us very much to uh, to be introspective and and to uh, examine motivation and so on and so forth within our within ourselves. His um, his uh, command of English was, in his own estimation, uh, not the best, and I can understand that argument on his part. Um, and there were others uh, of his contemporaries who were better speaking English, and he used that point when he was asked by Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur first to be the missionary to go to the West. He said he would go, of course, but he, didn't, he thought others were perhaps better in their um, uh, ability to speak English. And he made another point. Others were more inclined to be in the public whereas he liked to remain out of the public by nature. And thirdly, he said, I, I think that I can take advantage, to, he said to Bhaktisiddhanta, of your personal company 
and you may not be here for that much longer, so I would prefer to stay here in your company. But, of course, if you order, I will go. So Saraswati Thakur agreed to keep him with him. And so he was also a, a kind of a treasure house for us with regard to Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakur, that, that Prabhupada, who was, who was Prabhupada and Sridhar guru, Prabhupada didn't say much about and didn't have much personal association with. Prabhupada told us that he met maybe 14 times, a total of two weeks, personal association with Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. Towards the end of the Thakur's um, life here, Prabhupada had written to him and asked him for some personal service, saying that I have lived outside as a householder, I have not been in the mission, and, and so what service can I do in this situation if you advise me? Um, uh, so, uh, by contrast, Sridhar Marsh was a sannyasi disciple. He took take, took sannyas from Bhakti Siddhanta. He was in the mission. He was close to the Thakur, um, and he understood the Thakur very well. Uh, once uh, Prabhupada said that everything I learned, I learned from Sridhar Maharaj. That means that uh, Sridhar Maharaj became, as he said on another occasion, a Siksha guru for him. When um, Prabhupada was hosting him in uh, Prabhupada owned two apartments in Calcutta next to one another, and he gave one to Sridhar Maharaj and uh, one his family was in. So they, they, they were uh, closely associated for a half a dozen years in that situation. They were writing their Gita commentaries at the time, and so Sridhar Maharaj was was a wealth of scriptural knowledge. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur had referred to him on occasion as Shastra Nipun, a scriptural genius, which is uh, one of the um, the uh, epithets or descriptions um, of an Uttam Adhikari, one whose eligibility and, and ability thereby to tread the path of bhakti is superlative uh, by Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami has invoked this word Shastra Nipun, among others, to describe that kind of person. So, um, his personal insights then into Gaudiya Math history and in, in the details and the person of Bhakti Siddhanta, it was a rich vein, if you will, for us to tap into and to, and to, and to mine. And, and, uh, and history tends to repeat itself, as, it, it, as we know. And so there were so many parallels between the problems that arose in in the Godiamath mission after Bhakti Siddhanta departed and and uh, the problems that arose in Iskon after Prabhupada departed. So it was, that was very um, um, interesting and um, and 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 just the fact that uh, that he was a different person altogether from Prabhupada while they were both completely um, absorbed in the same tradition, it was very kind of a, that in itself afforded the epiphany that that uh, um, one could have a mind of their own and still be um, um, spiritual, so to speak. Uh, uh, it was a, a beautiful first-hand experience of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, the the beta the difference of religious expression 
that can arise out of the singular philosophy of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It is one philosophy, Abed, hmm? it is uh, Advaigyan Tattva, but it lends itself to uh, various expressions, both in service and um, in the sadhaka deha, in the practitioner's body, and in emotional experience. And uh, they were very different, Prabhupada and Chita Marsh, both in terms of their sadhaka deha and their service. Prabhupada, as I said, being very outgoing, Chita Marsh very introverted, and, and, uh, and so forth. And also in emotion, Prabhupada being very much, um, um, very much idealizing Sakyarasa and Pujapachita Marsh idealizing the uh, the um, uh, Madhurya Rasa. So it was very um, um, the contrasts, the difference, as it's supposed to be, was very beautiful. It very much ornamented the singular philosophy and different. Um, understandings of the same verses uh, sometimes that probably would present in a certain way um, it very much uh, 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 took kind of uh, turned the the, uh, the black and white um, presentation of Prabhupada that was very useful in its time and circumstance into many shades of of gray um, so in this way his character was uh, was it, it, it was like uh, it was like you know going a uh, hundred miles an hour and uh, and running into a into a, a wall that was soft at the same time, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and uh, it kept you going in the, somehow in the same direction, but with some added um, um, insight. So. Uh, it was uh, very, very powerful. He, he was very, um, as I say, he was very, very kind. He had very deep uh, appreciation for Prabhupada and his contribution and for some of the leading disciples of Prabhupada at the time that he had some acquaintance with. Um, so it was it was a very, such a huge contrast between, as I say, what was going on on the other side of the river that it was... Um, Startling, and to me personally, he was uh, very, very generous, and very kind, and very uh, kind of uh, trusting. Hmm? I had been initiated three times by Prabhupada. Most of the uh, god brothers of mine, uh, god sisters that were with Sridhar Marsh, who had been initiated by Prabhupada, uh, had not uh, um, had the same amount of association with Prabhupada and hadn't received uh, the same number of initiations and so forth. So he um, gave me some deference in the circle of um, like your Guru Maharaj and Sudhir and um, this one and that one. Um, on the Maharaj who became Sagar Maharaj was like that in that he had received sannyas from Prabhupada but he was he was different um, a very impractical man. And uh, so Sridhar Marsh seemed to understand he had a kind of a keen way of 
I think understanding people, seem to understand me very well and how Prabhupada had utilized me and, and so forth. And, and he called me on that um, within me to assist him in some, some areas of service, which I happily um, did. And, um, of course, he also encouraged me to start admission and to uh, collect students and so forth, as he did with some of the, some others who were associated with him. And, um, and with him, as he put it, in the background uh, to help and energize and so forth. So, I don't know, you know, this is an overview of some of the... Um, my thoughts about him at uh, at Buri uh, Maharaj would come there uh, every year on the uh, birthday of Sridhar Maharaj on the anniversary of his appearance in the world um, as almost as, as a religious uh, duty he had very high regard uh, for Sridhar Maharaj and considered him his Siksha Guru and um, even the mention of uh, of Sridhar Maharaj's name would uh, cause him to fold his hands and, and bow his head. Um, uh, so, to express that, if you will, um, publicly, the genesis of that also, uh, in some respects, can be uh, tied to the passing of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur, at which time he asked for the song of Naratam, Shirupa um, Manjari Pada, to be sung. And Purimaraj was a kirtanir. He had a sweet voice and so forth. So um, Kunjabihari um, Das, who was the manager of Gaudiya Math, who later became Bhakti Vilas Tirtha Marsh, he did the management and he put. Puri Marsh there for Kirtan, but but Bhakti Siddhanta stopped him and said, "No, I don't want to hear a sweet voice. I want to hear some voice with realization." And so he asked Sridhar Marsh to to chant. So at the time, Puri Marsh, at least from that day onward, he accepted Sridhar Marsh as his senior, and uh, and that uh, Bhakti Siddhanta had seen something in him or uh, graced him in in a way that he had not um, others, and so showing his own very noble and high character. Hmm? At that time, he made himself as a servant of the Sridhar Marsh, rather than thinking, what? Why not? What's going on here? Why is he better than me? <laughs> no, no, no thoughts like that, which showed his own character as a very advanced uh, soul, a non-envious person and so forth. So, um, at least uh, uh, from then onward, the, he um, uh, expressed openly that kind of regard for Sridhar Marsh. So I met him uh, when we were there, uh, year after year, at the uh, Piyasa Puja of Sridhar Marsh. And, um, and then, after the passing of Sridhar Marsh from the world, some years um, Later, uh, I heard that Pramod Purimarsh had come to uh, Mathura at the uh, monastery of um, Madhav Maharaj. 
on the, uh, on the, on the road between Vrindavan and Mathura. And um, I was staying in, a, in Vrindavan at the time, and so I went to uh, visit him there. So he was sitting there alone with Bodhain Marsh, who was his assistant, in a little room in um, Madhav Marsh's moth. At that moth, the, the leading sannyasis were one Puri Maharaj, who was a very um, good friend of Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj, and one, um, what is his name now? Um, Bharati Maharaj, um, who was somewhat learned, and, and he was more or less in charge of the mat. So pretty much was there, just just kind of being hosted, and um, he had, after the departure of Bhakti Siddhanta, he had, to some extent, been amalgamated into the into the mission of of Puri Maharaj, of 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 uh, Madhav Maharaj, whose successor was Balabatirtha Maharaj, who was much appreciated by by Puri Goswami. Um, but he was there, and he had his purpose for being there was to be in Vrindavan for for Kartik. Hmm? And uh, of course, he was quite old, and uh, there was no big to do or anything or any kind of weren't people throng, people thronging to see him or anything of the sort. Hmm? He was just there, and the moth program was going on, and and so on. And so I went, and. Um, had his association, and I started to bring people there. And um, he started. He came uh, the, the, the next year, and I was bringing people to there and telling them we should go and associate with Puri Maharaj. So there, I had something to do with uh, a, a, a Western uh, group of international devotees. Um, bringing him to their uh, attention. And um, at one point, um, his disciple named Ramdas, I don't know if you, you know him, but uh, he um, came to Vrindavan, and at this time, uh, Narayan Maharaj was, was traveling in the Western world in those days, too, um, uh, when I met Puri Maharaj, I had met Narayan Maharaj, and he was living in Mathura. Sometimes he would see him in the market in Vrindavan. Um, and I spoke with him a few times. Um, and um, he did not have a Western uh, following either. But for reasons of my own, I, I found uh, Puri Maharaj more um, more of a uh, shelter of sorts, if you will. And so, um, when Ramdas came to uh, Vrindavan, at that time, Narayan Maharaj had been offended by. Uh, some devotees in in in, in Prabhupada's mission, and he was making a tour of the Western world. Hmm. In fact, when he came to the Western world, I hosted him. I was the only person and temple 
to host him in North America. All the other temples rejected and didn't. They were like all Iskon temples. But, and um, and there was so Temple of Sridhar Marsh also, but I hosted him. <laughs> it's another story, but um, but at any rate, um, Govinda Marsh, the successor of Sridhar Marsh, was also now on a world tour. So Ramdas came to visit me, and he said he had been affiliated with Iskon and, and a devotee named Hamsaduta, who was a disciple of Prabhupada, and that connection proved to be not very. Uh, spiritually viable uh, for him. And so he asked me, what is your opinion? Who should I get initiated by? By Narayan Maharaj or by um, Govinda Maharaj, who were older Indian and they were traveling in the world. And, and, and each group that was following them was, was billing each of them even though they were not very friendly with one another, as the as kind of the you know this real successor to Prabhupada, if you will. So I was one of the persons watching all of this. Uh, it was very interesting, and of course they all had, they both had their own uh, good qualities as well and, uh, and spirituality. But at any rate, he asked me as if you know those were the choices, and uh, the only choices. And, uh, of course, he didn't ask me, but uh, <laughs> but I said, well, why don't you come with me? I'll show, introduce you to somebody. So I took him to meet uh, Puri Maharaj. Hmm. And, um, and then he was inspired. He wanted to be initiated. So I took him there as, as well, and, uh, and Puri Maharaj was going to give him initiation. He said, first initiation. And I said, you should give him second initiation also, because I knew he had received that from Hamza Duda. So Purimur said both. I said, yeah, and so he gave him. And then Ramdas, to make the story short, long story short, he became, he, had, he was a financier, among other things, and so he had material resources, and he then began to uh, publicize um, by publishing and having, trans, and tra- having translated, uh, arranging for the translation of Old articles of Puri Mars that were published in the in the Gaudiya uh, magazine of the of Bhakti Siddhanta's mission, very good articles and th- and uh, other things that he had written. He was part of the editorial uh, staff, Puri Maharaj, uh, of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, um, you know, involved in the publications, I should say, and so. Um, and then he bought him a temple in Vrindavan, you know, the Dauji Mandir there, and uh, bought him a temple in Calcutta, or excuse me, in, in, in Navadweep, and and uh, bought him a place in Puri as well. And so he became very pop, very, very famous, if you will, with the help of the, the um, spiritual propaganda of Ram Dass. And so I felt I had done a good good deed there in, in, uh, in uh, helping, uh, you know, devotees have access to Puri Vasami Marsh. But I personally stayed in, in, in the background. Hmm. I didn't want to get caught up in another mission, and, and by the command of Sridhar Marsh, I had my own mission as well. And uh, so I navigated the course. Um, um, which was very were, were interesting times, uh, to say the least, because I was part 
as Yuga Ramesh was also part of the first group of devotees who, you know, said we didn't think the world was flat. Um, and that if you went outside of ISKCON, you, you know, you wouldn't uh, turn into a pumpkin. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it was the belief that you would, and so we didn't fit into the conception of the larger group. We, we didn't, there was no place for our success. It wasn't, we weren't supposed to have it, and so forth. So, uh, these, with the passing of Sridhar Maharaj and then the, and then the, the, uh, the, the coming out of, of Govinda Maharaj and, uh, and Narayan Maharaj, and then my participation in in the circulation of uh, of uh, in, in 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 bring people to Puri Maharaj. This was a whole other second wave about a decade later, hmm? and at that time the walls of Iskand were more porous. So when we left, <laughs> it was like. We left for the truth and only the, tr- the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Uh, <laughs> and we had no, they were, Sri Ramar said, hey, by the way, you can't stay here in my moth. There's, uh, uh, you need to go. Swami Marsh wants you to start something and do something. Parmadweti Marsh also. We were all in the first, you know, group of apost- apostates. What, what would we be called? We were heretical, anyway. Um, so, as it was thought. Uh, and, uh, but he said, you know, you, you have to stand on the legs, on the strength of your faith, and I've got no money for you, I've got an, I haven't got a room for you, I haven't got a library for you, uh, you can visit here, uh, I, I've got my own, you know, idiosyncrasies, I, I live like this, and, and, um, and so forth. And so, it was... Uh, it was, there was nothing. There was nothing to hold on to there. There was nothing except the the the, the, the spiritual truth that Judas was a pillar of to to stand on. I was told when I was about to leave that by one sannyasi in Iskon, a godbrother of mine, that you have an impeccable reputation all over Iskon, which it was, was true. And he said you can have so much facility. Sridhar Maharaj is very old. He could die at any time. If you go there and he passes away, you'll have nothing but a, but a bad reputation for going there. And all the facilities of ISKCON and so forth, which I could get a plane ticket anywhere and have a room to stay and have a room full of devotees to talk to and fill my belly. And, and so my, you know, everything was worked out from a material, if you will, point of view. Um, he said, you lose all of this if you go. And I said, let me arrange the ticket earlier. <laughs> I definitely know. I'm definitely going. If that's what it's all about on the other side, I'm not interested in that. I didn't come for that. And, and, and so forth. So, um, it was uh, it was very... Um, uh, they provided a lot of negative impetus for spiritual progress. And of course, Sridhar Marsh was providing considerable uh, spiritual and positive uh, impetus on the other side. So there were no frills attached, if you will. And we were starting with nothing. Not only with nothing. Hmm? We had Sridhar Marsh, of course, on our side, but he wasn't like... He once said, hmm, if only if 20 years ago I had had 
you, like Paramadweti Maharaj, and this Maharaj, and that Maharaj, and, and uh, Narayan Maharaj, uh, your, your Guru Maharaj, we could have done something, he said. <laughs> so he, he, you know, he saw we had a lot of en- energy to serve, and he was impressed by our dedication to Prabhupada and so forth, but he was, he was you know, 90% blind and infirmed and could hardly move off of his veranda. I mean, he didn't move off his veranda except to go into his room except on the occasion of his Vyasa Puja, they would kind of take him down and, you know, he'd receive the public uh, ador and then and, and, uh, go back to his, his room. So that was our leader, you know, but uh, <laughs> but his, his talks, he was very, very generous to sit with us at the moth two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening, like this, to just answer questions. Sometimes it would be historical as I said, an insight about the Bhakti Siddhanta's movement, and and sometimes it would be highly philosophical, and uh, sometimes it would be more Vedantic, sometimes more Rasic, and so forth. But he was really a veritable fountain of of uh, spiritual um, insight. And I was saying, I, I should come back to this point because I didn't finish it. His his English, while not the best in his own estimation. Was still very um, poetic. His, it had very. He was a very poetic person, I should say, and so it came out in the way in which he spoke. And, and he's also acquainted with Western philosophy, um, and so he would quote Hegel or um, uh, this one or that one, Berkeley uh, and, uh, and and others, and um, in. In the context of, re, of bringing out Gaudiya Vaishnava points and points of common uh, ground and and so forth between um, uh, Western philosophy and uh, and Gaudiya Vaishnavism and so forth, so he was um, educated, if you will. Um, uh, it was very uh, very Brahminical, uh, if you, uh, so. Um, at any rate. Um, I just went back to make that point. I lost a train where I was going previously. Yeah, so he's very generous to spend uh, so much time with us, but uh, but was there in Navadweep, and you had to come to Navadweep and visit and stay for a few weeks or a month. And um, I, I I spent a month there with him once alone. Um, that's when I first studied the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and. Uh, I discussed it with him. Um, um, so we would go during Kartik or during the Gorpunim, but this time I, I, I went an off time and so forth. So, But we couldn't, you know, he said, you've got work to do. So so we had only kind of the, the moral, that's not the best word, the moral and spiritual support. But otherwise... Uh, and he told us, with regard to leaving Iskon, that we couldn't take anything with us. Your Guru Maharaj didn't follow that, <laughs> but he didn't. He kind of well, people went with him, so I guess you know. So he said, "You can't even take your books; they belong to the you know to the other group there. So if you if you're going to leave, you know, you have to know what you're doing." And he wasn't telling us to leave. He was saying, "If if because of what I'm saying, you think it means to you that you should leave, then." You should know that you're going to have to stand on the strength of your convictions 
and they have they, they may be my convictions, so will you share that, and that may give you strength, but, but otherwise, on the basis of that strength, you're going to have to marshal whatever support you may need. Uh, people need groups, people need facilities, and so forth. So some of us, uh, Parma Widimarsh left with like a hundred devotees, and uh, the whole temple left with him, I should say, you know, in Colombia. Wasn't it? They all he was going to leave, and so they said, "We're leaving too." <laughs> uh, so on. So, um, but uh, whatever that was, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so but still, pretty much, we were on our we were on our, our own. We used to meet me, myself, uh, your Guru Maharaj, Parmiwiti Maharaj, and Shringa Maharaj in Vrindavan every year. We had a nice like. Fraternity uh, of like-mindedness um, and discuss issues and philosophy and so forth uh, went on for quite a few years, um, but uh, but we were the first wave, if you will, and then this about a decade later, um, after Shridharmarsha departed and so forth, Puri Marsh became prominent in the way that I mentioned, Govindu Maharaj, Narayan Maharaj, and we were kind of like watching this whole. <laughs> This whole thing and talking about it with with one another, sharing our thoughts and experiences and and so forth. It was also an interesting um, uh, period, a very different period because at that time, um, leaving Iskon, as I said, the walls were more porous. People had people had sailed, <laughs> and and they didn't fall off the flat earth. Right, so they, they, that was we were we were there, you know, to say that. I think we said that implicitly to people, although there was this very strong fanaticism for Prabhupada that um, that, um, that it was that, that was translated into here's the new Prabhupada, you know, kind of uh, that uh, attraction. And that's not to take anything away, obviously, from Puri Marsh or Govinda Marsh or Narayan Marsh, but, you know, that was, they were older and they were Indian and, and, and they were, at least Puri Marsh, or at least Govinda Marsh and Narayan Marsh were being kind of billed like like that. And so it was a little easier for people. And Iskand had, it's, it had uh, its hold on the faith of the, the members was not as strong. Hmm? When we left, they presented Sridhar Marsh as, as an enemy, um, wanting to take over, you know, Prabhupada's position or something like that. And so everybody rallied around that, thinking, oh, yeah, that's a terrible thing. And, you know, so, but uh, ten years later, you know, of more of the same, it, it, it didn't have the same hold on people. And without perhaps acknowledging it, I don't think, to the extent that, that it should have been, we stood kind of like, like, like luminaries of sorts, and we were doing things, we were publishing books, and opening temples, and, and so forth, and we stood as an example hmm, that there was life outside the mission. Uh, to their credit, um, the, uh, some, some of the leaders of ISKCON who were affiliated with Narayan Marsh did come and speak with me, and um, and 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 they they told me that we know that you were right, you did the right thing. Iskand was wrong, and so forth and so on. 
and now we we find finding nourishment in Narayan Maharaj, and and we want you to help us to change Iskon and uh, abolish their uh, resolutions from the books that uh, prohibit having Siksha gurus, uh, you know, outside of Iskon or something like that. Was there several of them? They came met on on. Uh, a number of occasions, and, and then they invited us to come to Mayapur, and then they they caved in to the, <laughs> to the authority of, of Iskon. I said, well, <laughs> "With you guys," and so they so they, they 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 backed down, so to speak, from their own convictions, and uh, that's when Ryanmarsh came out, you know, and said, "I'll go reinitiate all their disciples," because they were following him, and then they were rejected him and so forth so it was interesting uh, times but um, but that's a small example I guess that they saw that these people were right hmm? and uh, so it was, uh, it was it was nice to uh, see that for as long as it lasted and I was hopeful because we wanted Sangha with other groups and uh, and, and, and so on and it was uh, it was hard to come by so Anyway, I'm not uh, I'm kind of diverging from the, the, the uh, direct answer to your question, but uh, but those were some of the times that uh, something about the times that I'm um, reminded of, and um, and and Puri Marsh was uh, he didn't speak English very well at all, um, so. It was um, more difficult to um, communicate with him and to draw, uh, you know, from him. Um, the uh, we, I used to like to sit and you know talk uh, philosophy and ask questions and and pursue different issues and so forth. And he was not, um, you know, able to do that in, in English. And his translators usually. I could see that they were their translations of his talks were very very vague and broad, and in general not precise. Uh, but he would talk in 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 Bengali or in Hindi, and he would of course he would cite different verses, and I would know the verses, and I could I could get the drift of of what he was saying. And of course, then as I say, his previous writings were translated, and, and I think that's where you get some feel for him. He had a very um, uh, his uh, he was also very uh, valuable to associate with in regard to uh, his relationship with Bhakti Siddhanta. I was talking about Prabhupada's and Sridhar Maharaj's, and Puri Maharaj's was was different. I, I think he joined earlier than both of them, and um, he was very close to Bhakti Siddhanta also. And um, I never. Uh, experienced directly or overtly from Prabhupada or Sridhar Marsh as much as I did from Puri Marsh the love of the person of Bhakti Siddhanta as a person I mean it was very very powerful and some of the things that he wrote and the way he wrote them it was very very like kind of down to earth practical and in that sense, very deeply um, uh, spiritual. Once a godbrother of mine asked me about 
how is it that Sridhar Maharaj could talk about the higher topics without uh, devotees becoming confused? Because topics, uh, all the topics are not for everybody. Hmm? Um, we have certain ideas, for example, about Krishna and the Leela, and we may hear that, that it in ways that don't match up to our thinking of how it should be and so forth. And we need to be more grounded in tattva to hear such things. Otherwise we may lose our 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 faith because we're following our in our faith to some extent some idea of our own of what it's like. Hmm? And then we come in touch with what it's actually like. But we're not grounded enough in tattva to accept it, so to speak. So that's why I say the bhava grows out of the, out of the tattva. Hmm. So, um, um, what is the point? So, yeah, so he asked how, uh, so because Narayamaj would talk about higher topics uh, and then they were having a problem, I guess those who were, who were uh, initially uh, following him because they were then sharing these topics about uh, Braj Bhav and Manjari Bhav. People were getting all Manjari'd, if you will, Manjari-eyed, even though, you know, their real position hadn't changed at all in terms of where they are on the map of internal progress and so forth. They were getting some information, um, but, um, you know, and that may be useful, but it's only useful as, as we apply it to ourselves where we are at the time to make progress and go the next step and so they were there was some confusion they were having a problem so this sannyasi came to me and asked me how is it that Sri Ramarsh spoke about higher topics without any confusion being created and I said well Sri Ramarsh was more likely to talk about lower topics in the highest way hmm, than he was to talk about higher topics in other words to really go deeply into the he could talk about the ground level hmm, if you will of spirituality from a Gaudiya Vaishnava point Point of view, in such a way that it was extremely compelling and insightful and 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 grounding, if you will, in the found foundational ideas and tattva. And of course, you know, he would put a cherry on the top, you know, and uh, say something, you know, some share some sweet and rasic insights. And but it was all very artfully uh, done. Um, probably was more like, why don't you go there and find out, you know, you know. <laughs> Which is very powerful and and insightful and and, and correct as well, um, um, but I was talking about them also with regard to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and 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 Puri Maharaj was uh, I, I was I they bring me to tears to hear him how feelingly we talk about the person of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Hmm. Um, and uh, again, and again, his speeches were also very down to earth, very practical, and um, uh, and very. Uh, you could see, you could see from Puri Maharaj in his writing uh, what what Bhakti Siddhanta's mission was was like. I mean, you could see it from Sridhar Maharaj too, and Prabhupada to some extent. But in certain ways, I uh, uh, I, I want to say how. Great Bhakti Siddhanta was we drew from Prabhupada just by his own reverence for him, and just to just to begin he just to begin to talk about him, he would not be able to talk about him. Hmm? 
Shri would talk about actual exploits in the mission and things that were done and the way he did things, the spiritual dynamism of his his conclusions and, and how he would spiritually weigh in on, a, on an issue in the mission and, and, and his, his resourcefulness and so forth. But Purimarsh talked to him as, as a person that he loved, <laughs> as a person that he loved, and, uh, uh, and it was very, very, um, for me, it was very, very charming, very, very um, endearing. And, and also, from him, I could really feel how much Bhakti Siddhanta loved his disciples, how much he loved them, hmm? and how much he was like, sacrificing for them, and, and Purimarsh was, was appreciating that, and so forth. The story of his getting bitten by a scorpion and still going, you know, to hear from him, you might have read the story, these kind of things. I mean, it was, he was, in, uh, he had such, uh, like, kind of like down-to-earth, kind of like person-to-person love for Bhakti Siddhanta, like you'd love a father or, or uh, you know, a, 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 an uncle or something like that, you know. That, and he, again, he had joined the mission earlier, so he knew him in earlier days, probably when he was more accessible. Obviously, as the mission gets larger, then he, the, the leader is not as accessible to the students and so forth, so he... He knew him in less formal times, I would, I would imagine, and, and so it uh, it was uh, it was very um, uh, for me that was a very prominent aspect of Puri Marsh that I found very inspiring. He was very very uh, kind to me. He would let me sit in his room. He would read Gopal Champu by himself. I could sit there and chant and all I wanted and uh, stay in his company. As it said, if you chant in the company of sadhus, of course, that's good for you. So I would ask his parishioners, yes, probably, yep. So, um, uh, yeah, so and it was nice to see, you know, his mission develop and so forth and, and uh, be a small part of that. So those are some thoughts that, uh, that come to mind. A little history there. Useful. You're familiar with some of the times and so forth. So uh, it's hard to bring you in. I suppose. what's your name? Uh, Bilbo. Bilbo. Hard to bring you in. I'm sorry. That's you know, it's not familiar with all the topics. But but um, but yeah, there's some history of of, of uh, saints that I've had uh, have had an influence upon me, which. Uh, and it brings us to where we are. <laughs> what else? Any, any, anything else? Yes. It said that the Madhyam Bhagavat makes friends with his equals, gives mercy to those who are subordinates, yeah. yeah. And uh, serves the, their superiors. So, uh, since they're serving their superiors and making friendship with their equals, uh, can they ever get closer to their superiors than to their equals? This friendship is more intimate than service. Well, you're conflating a couple of things. First of all, the description of the Madhyam uh, Bhagavatam in the Bhagavatam that you're referring to 
speaks of four characteristics. One, Ishvari Tradineshu Balishachur. They, they cultivate love for the deity. Hmm? They um, are kind to uh, innocent people. Hmm? And they, um, um, what is it? Uh, they establish like <coughs> with contemporaries. And they avoid envious people. And they avoid envious people, right. So what, uh, what you're referring to is the statement of Rupa Goswami and Upadeshamrita, which is for all devotees, that says that there are different types of devotees. There are, there are novices, there are intermediate devotees, and there are superlative devotees. And how will they interact? Hmm? So it's for everyone, um, if you will. And they will interact in that way, that if, if, if someone is less advanced, then you will show kindness to them to help them to progress. If they're a contemporary, then you get strength from one another in, in, in sharing um, realizations, struggles, and, uh, and, and laughing about you know, the problems of earlier times. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with superiors, then you will serve them. So, that said, your question is, if the position is to serve the superiors, can there ever be any intimacy with the superiors? And mm-hmm. Well, um, the um, the idea is that um, by conducting oneself appropriately. Hmm, that you get closer to each person. So, for example, if you're an intermediate devotee and and a novice comes and you share with them as you're supposed to, and then they benefit from that, there's a bond that's made there. Hmm? Some intimacy, you can understand it. And similarly, when you serve a superior person, when you do it properly, and so forth, inquire properly, hmm? then you, you naturally, by, this, by the very proper Vaishnava decorum, you endear yourself. And so from their side, the superior side, having been endeared because of your, let's say, interest in, in their interest, in their heart, whether it be with regard to practical service or inner ideal and and so forth, it's unavoidable that the superior will kind of relax any kind of, or to some extent, the the formalities of of the seniority hmm? Um, as you kind of come on the same page appropriately through the proper decorum. If you just try to like buddy up, you know, like, uh, you know, in other words, like, for example, we don't typically go and embrace a senior Vaishnava, but if the senior Vaishnava embraces us, then that's, that's his prerogative or her prerogative to do that, right? And they, they, they may do. Hmm? Um, so the point is that by conducting ourselves appropriately in terms of the Vaishnava etiquette, then we create an intimacy and we kind of do away with 
the formalities of, of differences to the to 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 an extent internally, if you will, while keeping them to some extent as, as well as is appropriate for the um, um, the uh, a, a society, hmm? um, and of course. Um, we are talking about relationships between different devotees in terms of their practicing life and their practitioners' bodies. And there's also the internal spiritual body. So then uh, on that level, then like, well, let's look at an example. It's not quite what you're talking about. In Gaur-lila, Sanatana Goswami is the, is the superior to Rupa Goswami. He's his elder brother, and he was the most versed in the Bhagavatam, and, and so forth. So for in Gaur-lila, we offer our regard to Sanatana first and Rupa second. But in Krishna-lila, Rupa Goswami's position as, 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 the, as Rupa Manjari, as the handmaiden of Radha, is uh, central, and, and Tanatana is following that. So, so things can uh, change on that side to some extent. But uh, more intimacy, we should say in general, could be uh, possible in the, in, in the land of intimacy that is Vrindavan. And we, we, we affect that to some extent in our uh, life as practitioners, in as much as our practitioner's life very much is really an extension of the gore lila in, in terms of its dispensation and so forth. And uh, again, gore lila, lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the Navadvipa is called Sadhana Siddha Bhumi, the land Bhumi, where uh, uh, Siddhas are playing the role of sadhakas. Hmm? And so we, we are sadhakas, trying to be Siddhas, but... but um, the roles and the, the lifestyle and so forth is is very um, similar and uh, and uh, so Gaur Lila and 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 Krishna Lila hmm. and, um, and also I think that the the, the superiority of the of the, of the superlative devotee is um, is is one that. Is that it fosters a relationship of um, you know like Arjun? He's he's a f- his friendship is mixed with service, or you know, service mixed with some Vishrambena Guru with some some this confidence. Confidence is, is is the center of, of, of friendship, which is e- equals. Hmm? Friendship is for equals, so we're not equal to our guru, but there's just like you could have a chauffeur. Let's say you're a rich person and you have a chauffeur. He picks you up at the airport, he takes you home, and you've been doing it for years. And so he picks you up and and you say, hey. Listen, Das, I was wondering, you know, what do you think I should do? Hmm? The stock market is this and that. I don't know, boss, but uh, <laughs> but you ain't got a lot of money. 
I can tell you that, you know, or whatever, you know. So he starts to call, you know, it, it, he starts to, some intimacy um, develops and uh, you know, something like that. All right, so we'll stop there. What? Small, you get a short answer only. If you ask now. I can. I can give a short answer. Or you want, you don't want a short answer. What's your question? I put, when I was moving down, a translation of the Sarvada Mokharitsu Jogurs. Of what? Sarvada Mokharitsu Jogurs. Sarvada Mokharitsu Jogurs, which I've never heard of anybody else for 28 years. And the fact that I'm not part of religion, and usually the second line, Mama Kamushara Namabraja, he's translating it exclusive to me. Krishna is saying that, but that was our translation, which is also possible in Sanskrit. To my what? To my only one. To my only one? And I heard that it's possible because Sanskrit is giving this possibility for multi-level, multi-meaning. And I never heard anybody translating it. Uh, instead of, to me, exclusively surrender, to be my only one, surrender, surrender to her. Uh, in the mood of Raj, and it's a very secret one. And for some years, that was uh, like the more important translation, which I was accepting. But the person who gave this translation, I cannot respect him anymore. Well, it's not an accurate translation. You can't really draw it grammatically. Um, so wh- whoever told you that you could draw it grammatically is, is, is not correct. That said, there are... Uh, 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 great devotees can draw feelings from, from verses and, and, and think of them that way that, that may not be harmful. And at, at the same time, um, uh, it's that's a very core idea of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. As I said, the 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 the, uh, the feeling of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in a phrase is is Jai Radhe. So, exclusive devotion to Radha. This is a very central um, theme of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So you can find it in so many places. Um, it's not something new or necessarily. Um, novel. Um, uh, it's not, you know, particularly in the Bhagavad Gita. There's a there's a theological sequel to the Bhagavad Gita called the Bhagavatam. Hmm? There it's there, there it's you know on, 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 it's very prominent. Hmm? So um, you know you can say, well, 
The Bhagavad Gita says, give up religion and just take shelter of me, Krishna speaking. And, and what does it mean to take shelter of Krishna? Hmm? Who is Krishna? And, and, and if we look carefully, we see Krishna is taking shelter of Radha. Krishna is thinking the whole world worships me, but don't tell anybody, but I feel worshipable worshipful towards Radha. So that's weird. Krishna's thinking, what's going on? How can I tell anybody that? Hmm? Um, and what does it mean? Am I God? Or, or am I not? Hmm. So, as Prabhupada used to say, it, that everyone is worshipping God, and but we are worshipping she who God worships. That is the peculiarity of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That is, this, that is uh, again, Prabhupada invoked that type of uh, reasoning in his prayer to Krishna on the Jaladutta, by which he derived the power to do the preaching work that he did and so forth. So, you know, you can, you can say, well, here Krishna says, give up religion, hmm? take shelter of me, he's saying, Forgo the Varnashram hmm? and come under the under the auspices of, of, of Bhakti. I am the object of love in Bhakti. I am the shelter of all, all the devotees. But if we look carefully at Krishna, then he he is bowing down in Gaudiya Vaishnava and he's touching the feet of Radha, and therefore the verse is saying that uh, um, you know, take shelter of me means in the most extreme way. This is the kind of the math behind the Manjari Bhava. There's a math to it, to the to the feeling. The math is, hmm, there's no way to get closer nobody can get closer to Krishna than Radha. Hmm. Okay. So if I serve Radha, hmm, who's the most dear to Krishna? then I'm going to become closer to Krishna than if I tried to directly get close to Krishna. Hmm? So that's the math. I mean, that underlies... You know, then you talk about it from a Bhava point of view. You can hear Raghunath Goswami say that, you know, we, uh, we, we some people uh, like Radha because she's dear to Krishna, but... Uh, we only like Krishna because he's dear to Radha. Hmm. Um, it's kind of an extreme uh, perspective. But that arises out of a certain math, nonetheless. And the math is that to please Krishna, which is all that Radha is living for. Hmm. So pleasing Radha is the best way to please Krishna. So you know, there's different ways to talk about it, hmm, if you will. But if you want to look at that verse of Bhagavad Gita, we don't have to depend on that verse of Bhagavad Gita. There's so many statements that are very clear and overt and so forth that make this this point. So if we are inspired by this point, it's the central point of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, so most devotees will be, then we think to take shelter of Krishna means to take shelter of, of Radha. Even in, even amongst Krishna's friends, that, that we find um, uh, Sarupa of Bhagavad Bhagavatamrita is the friend of Krishna, 
if, if he, he has, of course, he does the math. He says, uh, "I would rather follow the order of Radha, even though I can't go cowherding with Krishna, but I'll accept that because that would be more pleasing to Krishna." This is his thinking. If I, if I do her bidding, hmm. so I mean, this is a central point of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, right? and uh, it, it's nice sometimes when we we, we find a. A, a, a verse that uh, that says that that we didn't think said it, but you can't you can't draw that from from the, the Sanskrit, but you can draw it kind of philosophically or theologically, if you will, in the way I'm speaking about it. So that's my answer to you. Yeah. Okay. All right. We stop there. ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vinda ki jai, Gaur Premanand. Thank you.